0: Well, thank you everyone for joining us on the Virginia PPA podcast. Today, I have Fred Morton with us from the Capital District as our member highlight. Fred, hey, welcome. I am
1: so thrilled to be here, Jenny. Thank you so much for including me in this. I, I think that you're bringing some really new things to us and these podcasts are really cool. So I'm glad to be one of them.
0: They're very cool. And of course, uh, you're joining us on Spotify, search for Virginia hyphen PPA and you can find us there or simply visit our website at www.vppa.org and right there on the homepage or in our news section, you can hear the latest podcast, it'll take you straight to here. So listen in and we're going to take a quick break. Thank you, Fred, for joining us today. Um, I'm so glad to be back. um, Yeah, I have a few questions for you as our member highlight. This is something new that we're introducing into our podcast content. Um, So many people visit our VPPA events and or find us on Facebook and or attend um, a meeting, a district meeting. And many times they, they come to these events or so forth, and they don't know a lot of people yet. And I think this is a, such a great opportunity for people just to find out who, what VPBA is all about, and it, it's all about the people and the photographers who are members here. So we wanted to highlight you this month. Um, so I'm going to dig in into a few questions for you and then, and then we'll just let loose and see where the conversation takes us.
1: Okay. That's great. I, I, I'm excited to do it with you, Jenny.
0: <laughs> for starters, um, Fred Morton, uh, you are in the Capital district, correct?
1: Yes, I am. I live in Richmond.
0: Okay. and what In you... Michael County
1: to be exact.
0: Oh, okay. I think I lived in and around that area Back in mid-2000s. Um, but what what do you usually shoot? What's kind of your specialty in photography?
1: I think it's a great question. Because when I started out. If somebody asked me that question, Jenny. My answer would be, well, what do you need? And even if I didn't know how. I would figure it out. But through VPPA and PPA. Um, I learned it was really important to get a focus. So I can answer the question. And, and to connect with what you know. Yeah. So... Um, I spent 30 years in schools, I know education, I know educators, and so I do a lot in that arena and basically I focus on a couple of things. I do uh, headshots uh, primarily for uh, school clients, but also corporate clients. I do volume headshots where either for a school district or an event or I've had clients hire me. Um, my record is I did 171 headshots in one day at the National School Public Relations Conference in Chicago last summer.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: and uh, then I, I will do headshots in the studio and then I do some family portraits, but I love doing that on location where we're taking advantage of natural light blended with a little bit of flashlight. So that's my focus. But if you'd asked me that same question eight years ago, uh, well, I can do real estate. Yes. By, by the way, I do some commercial stuff. Yes, I'll do weddings. Uh, I'll do a bar mitzvah. What do you need? And um, I found that getting that focus has helped me talking to people um, about what I do. That was one of the real difficult transitions for me as I moved into photography. And my business has been I've, I've had a license since 2013 or 14 so that's almost 10 years but i've been doing this since 2012 so i've been a photographer longer than i've done professionally longer than i've done anything else the rest of my life
0: oh that's amazing i didn't know that about you fred um and i think you're right you know so many of us start off in photography kind of doing it all and then after a while you you really do figure out you know, and evaluating your work. And it's like, what do I not want to shoot or, or all that? Um, to follow up on that, I know you kind of mentioned on lighting and and that you love uh, all of that, but what do you love most about photography?
1: Jenny, I think that's a great question for any of us. For me, when it gets down into, I love the opportunity uh, for example, when I'm doing volume headshots, I, I have a very small amount of time to try and capture who someone is and tell a story. Yeah. I love the story and telling aspect of what we do. And when I'm doing volume stuff, I have to do that in three minutes.
0: Mm.
1: I've got the heart of the street photographer. So when I'm doing events, if I'm honest, probably 70% of what I do in events, it, you can call it snapshots with a really good camera. I mean, that's kind of, it would be like when you're doing weddings and reception, you're trying to, but I'm constantly scanning, looking. I want to capture the moment that's the unexpected moment when people are connected with each other and they don't care that I'm there. So if I can capture the heart of something in an event or I can capture the essence of someone, my goal, if I'm doing volume stuff, is when people tell me no one's ever taken a good picture of me for them to walk around and look at it and go, Oh my God, I love that. So when I, when that happens, it's magic. It keeps me going and I can't wait till the next time it happens.
0: Exactly. I, I love that too. Um, especially when, um, you're doing event photography. And even though that's not necessarily what I do all the time, um, finding that moment and I've seen your work Fred I, and the the merit uh, award that you had received I think it was last year um for that street scene of somebody crossing the road in the snow and it's just like you just have a, a very gifted eye in finding those moments in life when no one's paying attention and what a gift so
1: but you know what uh, it, it yes, it's a gift I would agree with you Jenny but at the same point in time, um, it's it's being present, it's being in the moment, it's being there, it's being patient. You never know what's going to happen. You have to know your equipment. And mm-hmm. and you it just kind of happened. I captured a picture of a cormorant flipping a fish in the air, but it looked like the fish was jumping out of the water. But that took four hours to get that one image. Yes. I was in that snowstorm for three hours before that lady walked across the street. Wow. And... And for since this is audio, uh, the image is a lady is walking across the frame from the right to the left and behind her, there is a don't go this way sign in the center of a street in B- Richmond on Broad Street. And the title of the image was Wrong Way but Gotta Go because her dog, <laughs> at her. Um, you know, it, it, I, I was, I was lucky to be at the right place at the right time. That's luck. But luck is also uh, about logically in an uncompromising, uncompromising kind of way, waiting for something to happen where you bring knowledge to it.
0: Yeah. And, and having that skill set, like you said, of your gear and... So, you know how to capture it really quick uh, or, you know, understanding exposure and shutter speed and all of that. So and combining those two so you can. Jenny, that
1: that reminds me of something else, too. Uh, You may not know this about me, but I've taught martial arts for years. I've got about. Really? Oh, yeah. I've been I've got over 50 years in the martial arts. Um, that. I've helped prepare students for their black belt test. And I used to run weekend clinics in Charlottesville because I taught at UVA. And then there's a group there I've continued to work with. And if I ran a week long, a weekend long clinic, I would tell the students if they lasted the weekend and one weekend, I would tell them the secrets of the martial arts that came to me from a master in the midst of the Orient when I spent three years in Southeast Asia, right? Mm. Everybody goes, ooh. And then I really build it up. And then the end of the weekend, I start talking very quietly, and everybody leans in, and I said, all right, I'm going to tell you the three secrets. And if you do these three things, you will become a spectacular martial artist. And everybody leans in, and the answer is practice, practice, practice. And that's, you know, as we're talking about this, you can be in the right place at the right time with all kinds of luck. But if you haven't practiced your craft and continued to find ways to get better at it, you may not be ready to take advantage of the moment. So it's a lot of practice.
0: 100 percent. I 100 percent agree with that. Um, well, I'm going to shift over to some fun questions for you.
1: All right, I can't wait. <laughs> in the dial.
0: What was the last thing you actually forgot um, for a session?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, I've got a checklist and I've got all these things. And one of the things I really have to have when I'm doing volume headshots is an iPad that's set up to link the end for people to sign in on. And I always bring them back up. So I'd have not one, but two. And I was doing an event in Charlottesville and I left the bag that had the iPads and their connectors sitting in the uh, waiting area in our studio. It's kind of hard for people to sign up if you don't have that. So Mm. I work around around because I, I use a program called JotForm. I put it on my iPhone and I have my iPhone and people signing up on my iPhone Oh. It changed the way, but the interesting, it changed the way that I was interacting, but then it gave me an added connection with people because they were having to do that before they stepped in front of the camera. It took a little bit more time, but I tried to do it in a way that was, that was fun, but it was a challenge not having the tools I needed right there.
0: Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, you can't say, oh, I can't do this because I don't have my iPads. You just, you got to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've done something similar. I forgot my laptop (laughs) for a headshot event with a real estate office. And I had to call my husband and he had to meet me. Um, I, luckily I was only five minutes away from my neighborhood when I realized I had forgotten it. So, but yes, happens to us all. Um, who is your dream celebrity client?
1: This, oh my gosh. Uh, Um, it's a really cool question, and um, so I have loved Tina Turner for years. Oh,
0: God bless her! And
1: bless her. I, I, I know, and it, it's it's not because she just passed away, though. For the last, you know, when when they announced that, I've I've been listening to her music for the last couple of days.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: have loved it's because not only her great talent, but the life she lived and how she overcame all the crazy stuff with Ike. And she became herself and she was an amazing woman. And to, to be able to photograph her, I would have loved to, you know, buy her dinner, buy her breakfast, whatever, um, to sit and talk to her, but to be able to have photographed her. And I would have loved to photograph her within the last year, Mm -hmm. who she, she is now and where she is. I saw an interview with her. How oh, probably within the last two years she has such poise, such pregnant presence, and in such a magnificent voice. Um, so
0: she's a powerhouse for sure. Um, I had a you
1: know you can ask me the question two weeks from now and it might be a different answer, but she <laughs> is absolutely. And I would have loved the opportunity to photograph.
0: What's, what's your favorite Tina Turner song?
1: Oh, gosh, that is...
0: There's a lot. There's a lot of good ones.
1: I, I can't... I, you know what? I can't pick one.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, one of her most amazing acting, and a lot of people are not Mad Max fans,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but the second Mad Max movie where she was in the Thunderdome, and she did the music for that, so there's a whole set of music associated with that movie. That would probably be what jumps out a lot to me. I'll keep on thinking about it while we're talking because the reality is. um, Well, do do you know the movie?
0: I don't. I was going to say that I have. (laughs) <laughs> I have not yet watched Mad Max, so now everybody knows. Generally
1: so, so the reality is is like the the Proud Mary is like a classic, okay? But everybody would say that. But if there were two songs, one uh, uh, there there are two uh, in Mad Max Beyond the Th- Thunderdome, the key song, and that was "We Don't Need Another Hero."
0: Hmm.
1: Incredible song, and then the other one was Private Dancer. Oh,
0: okay. I mean,
1: so, um, and on that same album, that was Better Be Good to Me. So, you. know. Wow. I mean,
0: she she but, has a lot. I know. I that's a hard question to answer because she has so many. I mean, I, I, Nutbush uh, City Limits comes to mind for me. Oh just, yeah, yeah, I yeah, love yeah. The energy of that one, but. Ugh. What an amazing talent. Yeah. that. Yeah, we ought to
1: be playing our music in the background while we're talking. <laughs> I mean, really?
0: Oh, really? Yeah. She's here in spirit, I'm sure. And just loving up on on just so many people around the world who just treasured uh, the talent that she had. OK, well, um, a platform speaker gets the measles and they can't make it to a convention. Then we go to the tried and true pick a name method of and you're selected to fill in at this oh, the tried
1: to would be a random selection, and who's sitting here who may say yes.
0: Yeah, the, you are selected to fill in for the speaker at this convention. What's what's your topic gonna be?
1: What's your favorite Tina Turner song?
0: Nutbush City Limits.
1: No, no, I'm saying you said what well, no. went to be a, speaking.
0: <laughs> I'm so slow. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs>
1: um I would I think if that happened um so would that be at convention so we're here in Richmond so I have access to my stuff?
0: I guess so. Yeah, let's Okay. Let's, so, let's
1: um are we talking about an hour? two hours, three hours. What are we talking about? Fred. Uh, we're talking about two hours. Right? What I would do is um, I would run to my studio because it's here local mm-hmm. and bring in a bunch of stuff and say, let's talk about a variety variety of gear and how a little bit of gear can go a long way, mm-hmm. but then give examples of different gear and how you can apply it and how you can be portable or apply it in the studio What does a small setup look like? What does a big setup look like? Um, And the reason I'm saying that is I just did a uh, let's play with lighting 101 for Capital District, and we couldn't do it at, at a convention setup, but we had four different stations. But I went through a variety of different lighting stuff, basically with no lighting, with one speed light versus one light, And what are different lights and how do you move it around and play with it so I would love to do that and then experiment with it and get people to think about it and the challenge when you ask that question I know that I'm speaking to people who know a whole lot of stuff so I think part of what I would want to do is remind people of what they already know and that maybe it's important to pause in the middle of you get so busy doing the doing Take a pause and go back and play. Play with stuff. Play at the basic basic level. No. Um, yeah. I I I just did two classes for PPA, and one of the things I asked the class was, when was the last time you took your favorite camera and your favorite lens, and let's suppose it's a zoom lens, and you set that camera up. I, I don't care whether it's flash or not, but let's suppose it's a seventy-two hundred and you took the camera and you started at 2.8, which most of us that are in this category would have a 2.8, 7,200. And all right, you shot a series, just a series, three or four images at 2A, and then at 5.6, and then at F8, and then at F11, then F16, then at 22. What do those images look like, okay? And then you take that lens, and you do that at 70 millimeters, And then you repeat it at 100, and then you repeat it at 120, and then you repeat it at 150, and then you repeat it at 200. What do you get when you do that? Now, I would not do that as part of a class, but I try and do that at least once every three years or when I get a new camera. Mm -hmm. Just because it, 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 and by the way, that is not me. It's not my style. I am not that analytical. It drives me crazy when I do it. <laughs> but it, it does help me understand my equipment at a different level.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, hmm. That's kind of, I, I mean, I would challenge people to do that, but then I would show a bunch of stuff and get people to play with it.
0: Yeah. No, that that's awesome. And, you know, you never know who... Who actually comes into these conventions or, or, workshops and what level of experience they have in photography. I think that's, what's so wonderful about VPPA is that you have, you know, photographer professional photographers who've been doing it their entire career. And then you have the photographer who is just starting out and, and wants to learn and they want to level up and, and set themselves apart, um, and that's why they joined PPA And I think that's, that's so awesome. Um, okay, a uh, couple more questions. What's the one thing besides your family and your camera that you simply cannot live without?
1: Bogey. Uh, what's that? Bogie. Bogey, our Australian labradoodle.
0: You know, right,
1: right now my wife is in Canada, and because I'm doing Capital District, uh, we're going to the zoo tomorrow, and then I'm going to a graduation event. So I'm going to be tied up about six hours. Bogey is at Paradise Pit Paradise, and so I'm sitting here without mm-hmm. my wife Mary and without Bogey. But you know, if the two of us are together, you know, I mean, I'm happy to have camera gear, but uh, he he. For people that have pets, you understand when they're not there, you can hear them walking on the floor. Yes. So, yes. When I say bogey, that's our Australian Labradoodle, who, by the way, was supposed to be 30 some pounds. He is weighing in at 70. Uh, My wife refers to him as our bogo, buy one, get one free all on the same (laughs) dog.
0: No, is this the one? Because I do remember you um, getting a puppy. Was this the same puppy? Same,
1: same one. He was supposed to be 40, 35, but he has grown big time. Aww. And I wish you were here so I could pick him up and you could see him. But Aww.
0: I know I love I love animals. Or we just adopted a, a, another cat, so now we have two cats <laughs> and a dog and fish. So well, unfortunately, I, I
1: we had a cat. Um, uh, had her before we got married as a result of a relationship that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm allergic to cats, but for whatever reason, buttons did not bother me. And we had her 21 years, uh, which that's a long life for a cat and I miss her, but I can pick up any cat right now. My eyes will start to water. They get red. So it just, oh, it's crazy.
0: Oh. But
1: I think cats are, cats are great creatures, but I love <laughs> my boy. <laughs>
0: And is Boogie the name of your dog? Busy? No, the name of your dog.
1: Bogie. Short for Humphrey Bo- short for Humphrey Bogart. But Bog- Bogey.
0: Okay. Okay. Casablanca. That's very classy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Super classy. Um okay. And then finally, if there's a severe storm warm, um, sorry, if there's a severe storm warning what equipment would you grab
1: actually that's pretty easy um i've got i can't even pronounce the name but i've got this great uh camera bag backpack that tony sweetie introduced me to that's waterproof and the zipper part of it uh is actually on your back so when you take it off and put it down you unzip it it's what's against your back so it always stays dry that has two cameras, about three or four lenses in it, and a couple 80-200s in the top part of it with a trigger. So I can pick that up and go, and uh, my laptop would go right in another backpack, and those would go out with us. But absolutely, Mary and the dog would be before I got that stuff. Yeah. Well. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh and I don't want to forget both my main drive and my backup drive where all my files are, but they will fit in the backpack with the laptop.
0: Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
1: You got to have a go bag.
0: Yeah, I have to have a go bag. Yeah. You know, I I try to be um, a good Girl Scout and (laughs) have a have a whole emergency packing list. And I actually have it saved on my Apple notes of what to bring. And um, I need to include that for even my camera gear, because I'm just thinking what in my household that belongs to my family that we need to make sure that we bring. But yeah, I definitely need to remember camera gear. So that's a, definitely a good, good question. Well,
1: well and- it's, a, it's a great question in, in remembering to take your two drives with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I, everybody has such a different system for backing stuff up, but, um, I don't keep any of my, uh, images on the laptop or my iMac uh i've got a main drive and a backup drive and the third drive that actually stays at the studio so
0: mm-hmm. and
1: they're all they're six terabyte drive so yeah uh, i'm probably getting close to the point where i'm gonna have to figure out something else to do it i know people do online backup and all of that and I'm a little leery about that. So, but at any rate, uh, you you have to have multiple backups for sure.
0: Multiple backups. I I do same thing, kind of like that analog, hard, hard drive backup, um, and, and online backup too. But that's like my last resort to save my bacon. Um, if, if my drives were ever to go bad, but, um, uh, well, anything else going on with you, Fred? Before before we break out? Uh,
1: well I well, I'll mention two things, Jenny. Uh and I really appreciate the fact you reaching out to me there just to talk. I've loved doing this, by the way. This this is great. <laughs> you and I ought to create our own podcast. This is so so much fun. Cause I got a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you, but you're asking me right now. Um, I just taught two classes for PPA on um, doing volume headshots, but they were hands-on where people actually went through the software, set it up, and then actually uh, shot. They actually did headshots as a part of the class. Um, and I love doing that. I want to do more of that. So that's a part of what's going on. I'm working on my craftsman now. Um, I did get my master's in March, and that was a five-year process, and I was thrilled to get it. Um, with the work that I do, a great majority of my work is not um, competition stuff. it's green merits and I love getting the green merits. but every now and then i'll I'll find uh, uh, I'll find some magic in there and be able to to pull that out so but i I'm just trying to figure out there's so much to learn in what we do and I've learned a lot in the last ten years, but I'm still at the point there's a lot I know I don't know. And so I'm trying to figure out how to do the next steps. And I've loved the opportunity to talk with you.
0: Yeah, I've loved this too. Um, Kind of piggybacking on this, uh, it's a little off topic, but one of my favorite, in fact, it is my favorite documentary. And it's called um, I Dream of Sushi. And it's... do you know what I'm talking about? And it's about
1: this... Is that the guy in the little station in Tor- uh, in uh, um, Tokyo?
0: Yes, and he has a, a three Michelin star at a sushi restaurant. And at the time when they the made the docu- Yes, it's a- a- yes, gorgeous. It's a gorgeous documentary. And what I love about it is, you know, he's continually perfecting sushi. And just how... You know how you roast the seaweed to the how you prepare the rice and you know training your chefs and working with vendors. It's gorgeous and, um, and yeah, I think that, it applies to so I, many people. Do you remember
1: his name? I can't remember his name.
0: Don't remember um, off the top of my head, but I. It is so inspiring to see somebody um, who has such a passion for for something in their life um whether it's sushi or or photography or your portrait photography photographer or landscape photographer whatever you you're doing you're right there's always opportunities to learn to perfect your craft and you know that's that's a challenge for all of us to just keep doing that and ah this has been awesome, Fred. Thank you so oh, much I, I, for it. I,
1: I, I have been thrilled. Doing, and you know, I wish I could remember his name because it's a great example of not just practice, 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 but it's also about digging deeper, deeper, deeper. He, I, Cause he gets up at four o'clock in the morning to go down to the docks to look and he only gets certain fish and they have to be of a certain quality, but he's always looking, is there anything new? Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's constantly pushing his boundaries and, I think that's what we need to do. I I spent a week at Mars uh, working with uh, Randy Van denham doing uh, on architecture. Uh, I've got a job this summer where um, it it's about twenty small cabins up north,
0: mm-hmm. but I
1: really want to do it right. And uh, he changed my whole world view of thinking about how to do that. And I spent a year and a half part time doing architectural or Real estate photography, but I took Randy because I wanted to uh, think about things in a different way. And he reminded me very much of our sushi chef that we're talking about, because as well known and respected as he is, he's constantly looking for new ways to use light to create storytelling in the architecture images that he's capturing. And that's a good model for all of us, I think.
0: Uh, Definitely. Um, I think... In so many ways, we kind of do it all. We're problem solvers. We're, we're storytellers, and so much more. Um, you know, I, I'm just thankful for this uh, time to spend with you today, uh, Fred. And um, I'm so glad we did this together.
1: Well, next time, let's turn it around. And I'll interview you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, so be it. Yeah, let's do it.
1: That's all right, awesome. Jenny. That's great.
0: All right, well that's our podcast for today um i wanted to let you guys know that um upcoming events um i know once i post this podcast with fred uh the capital district event that was held on may 27th at the richmond zoo had already happened so i hope you guys have a fun time out there other events uh coming up for vppa is going to be the photo scavenger hunt in norfolk that's going to be the weekend of june 3rd um, and also Making Travel Magic, Iceland and Beyond. That's in your Northern District in on June 5th. And then lastly, we have a town hall meeting. I definitely want to put a plug in for this. Uh, it's the second quarter town hall meeting. Um, that's scheduled on June 13th. We have a lot of great episodes on the podcast coming up with um, Mary Fisk-Taylor and um, Andy Fisk-Moore talking about the summer seminar speakers and um, the print critique party along with our president Jeannie Hobbs-Clink who is going to talk more in detail about our town hall meeting coming up so do make sure to follow our um, Spotify podcast and I want to thank Fred, Fred Morton you are a star thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thrilled to do it, thrilled to do it.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, till next time, stay connected by networking and education um, to become a better photographer. I'm going to keep working on that uh, tagline because Jeannie Hobbs did tell me that would make a great tagline because it's our mission statement, but I need to commit it to memory. So. If I goofed it up, it's just going to practice, practice, (laughs) practice.
1: And it goes right with our challenge coin.
0: That's right. (laughs) Thanks, Fred. And thanks, everybody. Thanks, Jimmy. Take care. All right.